You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. It's uh, Monday, Cyber Monday. Well, that means nothing to us because I'm just talking to you. Hey, it's just, so it means it's uh, right after Thanksgiving. Hope you guys had a, a hellacious one uh, we, we did around here. Uh, you know, obviously ate, got fat, ate some more, got fat, and kept laying out those leftovers. And I think today might be the day to polish them off. So fatter is the word. Uh, but today what we're talking about is a little bit of uh, history. Uh, history of me, but really uh, two more significant folks for me. We're going to call this one Bronson and Billy Jack. It, uh, it comes off of a social media post we did that kind of you know, dug in its heels of people like, hey, and they dig this. So I expand on it about uh, some influences that came from the fictional side of things uh, about, uh, you know, me. So uh, if that already sounds boring, which it should, you should only be concerned about your family, uh, step off. Now, when we're talking about influences, I know for some of us out there, it was Bruce Lee, for others, Chuck Norris, for those of us of more recent vintage, maybe uh, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Donnie Yen, Tony Ya, uh, all these, by the way, these these are all excellent. I mean, I enjoy all the work of all of them. But me, as a 58-year-old man and a child of the 70s, uh, sure, I had my Bruce Lee poster face, but the real filmic influences, the ones that grabbed uh, grab me by the eye, my imagination, my soul, my aesthetic, were two icons grounded right here in the grand old american tradition yeah yeah uh billy jack yeah and yes i know this korean hep keto we got actually bong su han doubling form and all that well we'll get to that uh but uh, my eye youngster i also went to charles bronson and uh tom laughlin's character of american indian half-breed billy jack uh but even here, I'm really specific. It's not the Billy Jack of the increasingly hippie, dippy, self-indulgent sequels there. I mean, you know, maybe each of them might have their little jewels here and there. For the most part, though, come on. These are pretty wildly self-indulgent, not good films. It was the original Billy Jack. Even here, less the Billy Jack of the 1971 film titled Billy Jack. Man, I was talking. I was smitten, captured, held by the 1967 quasi-biker flick called The Born Losers. Now, in this version, we have a far less chop socky and more slow-burn, never-lose-your-cool-can-do character. Uh, less about the martial arts side, more than the uh, just uh, react capability there. I mean, I saw this film at a drive-in, sitting in the backseat of my parents' car upon a re-release in 1970. I was five years old, and to say this film made an impression on me, hell, that's an understatement. I remember it to this day. Now, all the, that young, at that young age, all things Native American, all things fighty filled my head, and the fighty things were aided and abetted by the scuffling being shown to me by my cousin, uh, being shown to me and my cousins by my grandfather. I mean, these were the odd uh, tips and tricks and throwing hands and twisting limbs that he had picked up as a coal miner uh, in his younger days in Rose Hill, West Virginia. Now, uh, he called it scuffling at the time, but we just thought it was, you know, what you learn. We assumed everyone's grandfather was doing this sort of thing. Now, we three youngins would twist on one another under his eye and throw hands on uh, his grain-filled duffel bag. This is hung in the barn. This wasn't even a heavy bag. This before I'd even seen one in my entire life. He had literally filled an old uh, sea bag, and once we went through that, some old duffel bags, you know, filled them with grain or up there in the barn, you know, smacking around these things. Of course, he would advise us, you know, push, pull us into proper position, that kind of thing. 
Uh, I didn't know something unique was being imparted at the time. Zero idea. I mean, it's a legacy beyond that of uh, grandfather to grandsons. We just thought we were having a good time. We thought this is what grandfathers did. And it was only later I learned it was a bit of American history that was being pushed forward. Now, I'm going to flash forward to 1975. Let's get uh, to Charles Bronson. I'm a big fan of his, but I'm talking about something specific. I know many of us out there have many films. They go, oh, I, uh, I love The Mechanic. I love Death Wish and all this. These are all, yeah, I enjoy them too. Hell, I love Red Sun, uh, but I can't, I'm not aspirational to be a hitman or, or, you know, or a, a street vigilante with a revolver. I'd rather go home. Um, the film that did hit an influence was Hard Times. This hits the screen in 1975. It tells of a Depression-era rough-and-tumble fighter by the name of Cheney. Now, he's making a living, throwing hands, launching low-lying kicks, and in general doing things that me and my cousins immediately recognized. We saw this film and said, hey, ain't that the stuff Papaw shows us? And, yeah, and you hear the word Papaw because uh, I'm a Southerner uh, uh, by dent, and that's uh, what would be called the man. Again, I'm 10 years old when this film comes out. And in my young mind, I immediately combined the grit and feel of the Southwest American Indian aesthetic when I got from my Billy Jack influence with this old school scuffling that was getting from uh, well you know my papa and then uh, well the Bruce Lee Shaw Brothers the Kung Fu Theater well they were fun don't get me wrong but they were never quite wrung my soul as the this side of the pond work did now somewhere there in there amongst uh, you know my grandfather and Billy Jack and hard times I mean uh, th- began this quest, this dedicated digging that sort of combined what I was digging on the screen with uh, what uh, was being shown by a mighty, mighty, mighty influential man in my life, which is my grandfather, Papa. I mean, again, his name, George Washington Goins. You got to love those old Southern names. Another bre- uh, reason Bronson was or is so influential, and this is even beyond that single film, was his conditioning, man. I mean, he was fit before Hollywood fit was a thing. This is no potions and powders and needles and concoctions. His physique was born from pure O-D-G-R-I-T and long and dedicated work. Uh, if you take a look at Hard Times, Bronson was 54 years old in that film. He was fit in his 20s. If you look at his early days, he in his 30s, and he clearly kept at it. He used old school ways to get where he was, and that was yet another arrow in my cognitive quiver of, hey, man, let's look to the past to see what can be done today. Yeah, now, sure, he's not this big, jacked-up, huge guy that we think about now. I just look at you can clearly look at this and go, this is 100% natural, man. This is, this is within reasonable bounds. And uh, that's far more appealing to me. It's just the way my, my, my brain works in this sort of thing. Now, to use a vocabulary that I didn't possess when I was younger, let alone the modern reference, I wanted to be, uh, between combining these hard times and this Billy Jack thing, I wanted to be a frontier John Wick. Of course, that reference didn't exist then. But it does now, and it makes, I think it really hones in what we go for around here, whether it's the old school boxing and wrestling and rough and tumble and scuffling and tomahawk work and buoy work and six-gun work and rifle work and shotgun work. I mean, I wanted to grab some of that old school bronze and physique that can be maintained far past expectation, hence our unleaded program, which is we use only old school techniques in the unleaded material. I wanted to fathom the old school ways of throwing hands, twisting limbs, boom battles, scuffling, dirty trick, etc., and, of course, I desired to dive deep into frontier culture. I mean, Native American esoteric or the Suiketo programmer, uh, a program, early scoutcraft, revive and live what still has relevance. And in my mind, it turns out much of it, if not most, has some relevance, man. Hence, that's what uh, the Black Botch Project is all about. Less sportive, less old school, really historical focus. But, again, put through the paces to test it and see what shakes out and really works out. And over the years, I have compiled boxes and boxes and boxes of obscure references to fuel my passion. My downstairs library, absolutely gorgeous, well-organized. The upstairs one, well, as the wife can attest, 
it uh, flows into two rooms of boxes and it's just uh, papers and pamphlets and crumbling things where I pick up an estate stills. I make out of so many historical societies that I frequent and I browse through. So many people are kind enough to send on to things and say, hey, I got this whole list of a self-published book by my grandfather and I don't know if you want to see this sort of thing. Hell, of course I do, man. And I, I take all these things, put it through the paces to, to test it, to see it, to feel it, to experience and each time I think, well, this tank has got to be topped out, I open a new box, and gloriously, this passion begins all over again. Now, I may, sure, I may have used fictional heroes to express or direct myself, but it was the flesh and blood hero of my grandfather acting as the ambassador of all who came before him that moves it from John Tierwick to Frontier, Y-O-U, if, if you want to put the, your time and soul into it. Now, again, that's, you know, kind of just a wee backstory of uh, what fuels uh, me and one aspect of what fuels it. And if any of this resonates with you, great. Hell, if you have a mind to jump aboard the Brotherhood, the Black Box Brotherhood, we'll take this journey together through history and actually learn and do these techniques and tactics together, be it the conditioning and the fighting, the throwing hands, the weapons work. Uh, with that said, if you're interested in that sort of thing, please go over to our, our web store and uh, browse around. Tons of freebie videos on there as well. If that whets your appetite, that's ExtremeSelfProtection.com. Or take a look at our blog at Indigenous Ability. I'll give you the link in there because I actually give you some recommended uh, films if you want to have a look at some of these other old school uh, uh, picks. And obviously, here's the uh, podcast. You know, Like, support, subscribe any way you can. Man, it helps us out with the algorithm gods. That's what I'm told. I'm too tech dumb to understand how any of this works. Take care of yourself. Happy holidays. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>